and welcome to the official Good Morning Football Podcast. I'm Will Selvin. and here are the best moments from this week so far at the breakfast table. Week 17, wrapping up the regular season in style, from record-breaking performances to a win-and-in Sunday night showdown. Let's find out what the breakfast table thought about some of the biggest games from Week 17. What intrigues you guys the most about these two wildcard matchups in the AFC? I, I got to say Spinning this, because two yeah. weeks ago they did play the Ravens sure. and the Chargers. That one was at night on West Coast time in West Coast weather. I can't imagine a worse draw for the Chargers than to yeah. go and play at 10 a.m. local on Sunday, <laughs> 10 a.m. local on the East Coast because they're a West Coast team. That's not when their body clocks are set. They're going into the cold weather, and they're playing a team that just manhandled them just less than 14 days ago. So I'm curious to see how they use that experience to bounce back. But if you are an NFL team and you're getting the draw of when you're playing and where you're playing right. and how you're playing – when I see that 1 o'clock Eastern, if I'm a West Coast team, right. I think the NFL did me dirty. And mm. I'm not happy, but you know what? Especially with that record. Go win the division, mm. and you don't have to deal with that. You have a home game, and you can get it done. Are there, is there a case to be made for them being better on the road this year? Yeah. They, their two best wins were in Kansas City and in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Traveling. I, agree. To the I mean, East I was rooting for Baker. Weather. I was I, rooting for Baker on that last drive. I was like, "Come on, Steelers! They've done been there and done that." No. This is a way tougher draw because no one's able to stop the run and what Lamar Jackson's yeah. doing. Nobody. Well, that last um, clip of Baker Mayfield running off the field. Yeah. I didn't see that. That was my first time yeah. seeing that. So uh, I would love to do a deeper dive on that because if indeed he didn't stop and say congratulations or just show Lamar Jackson some love. I feel like that's uh, taking the weak way out. As I think as I, I did Baker. see a shot of them hugging it out. Okay. Okay. It I think I did. Shot. All right, I didn't, I, didn't see, I didn't see that. So I want to bring that up before I moved on. Yeah. Now, when it comes to this game, Chargers and Baltimore, I feel like the butt whooping the Chargers took helps them. You know, some people say, well, how, how does it? Because they got smacked up on their home field. It's true. But if you ever got in a fight in middle school or in elementary, getting a butt whooping helps. Yeah. Because you know what's coming. Now they're not caught off guard. Certainly woke you up. And now they can game plan for what they know the Baltimore Ravens is going to do. So, for me, I think that did help, the fact that they got beat on their home field. The Chargers are going to be in this game a little bit more focused than the Hmm. previous one. Yeah. I'll talk Colts Texans Texans quickly. And Deshaun Watson's going to be running for his life. He really needs to. He just set a record. The most times being sacked for a team that makes the playoffs tied Ken O'Brien in 1985. O'Brien, the first round, got knocked out of the game. Knocked out of the game. They lost. The Colts are coming for the Texans. We saw what happened last time. Deshaun Watson got to play the game of his life because he is running like crazy. In Houston, what do you think? Indy. Indy's won 9 of 10, and they, they whooped them last time, but they got some horses on the Texans. They got some, we'll talk about it all week. Yeah. Looking at these two matchups, Kyle Brandt, so mm-hmm. this matchup now between the Eagles and the Bears is an interesting one for yes. you. <laughs> Mom and Dad are fighting. Yeah. Now, this is the game of the year right here. Whoa, I'm so fired up. <laughs> this is the game of the year. What, what would you rather have? Would you rather have the crazy lights-out playoff defense at home? That sounds good, right? Yes. Against the hot quarterback. The hot quarterback. 25 straight completion just because he could, because he felt like it? This is an – I'm telling you right now, I've been, on a hot, I've been hot with predictions. This is the game of the year. This is the game of the year. Mm. I don't know who I like yet. I like both these teams. This is going to be incredible. The Bears let the Eagles in. At a certain point in that game, they're looking at that Rams scoreboard. They can pick and choose who do I uh. want to face. And Kirk Cousins did not bring it yesterday. Easily, you could say, I want the Vikings. Let's pull our stars and make it happen. They want those Eagles. They have the number one scoring defense. They stole that from the Ravens yesterday. And I think being at home, with the way Trubisky played on the road and the way he plays at home where he's 7-1, one, I'm pretty confident as a Bears fan. I feel like the Bears 
They were going to win that the way they wanted to win that regardless. There was no take your foot off the brake, let's play the backup. They mauled them. Yeah, they mauled them. And, and that's exactly what their plan was. Their plan wasn't, all right, let's check the scoreboard, let's figure out a way to get our, our second team in. No, you want to keep the momentum going because you have a young team. You don't want any inkling of doubt. Mm -hmm. You don't want any inkling of, of confidence being shaken up. I mean, I, I feel like they learned from last year when you look at what the Rams did, you know, resting guys at the end of the season and then going into the playoffs and just not having the juice. Right now, the Bears have the juice. And to Kyle's point, so do the damn Eagles mm -hmm. because they look strong. And I'm not betting against Nick Foles' magic. Oh, no, sir. Uh, you use the word damn. I wouldn't do that anywhere near Nick Foles either. That's hey. a man who does not swear. <laughs> Golly. Golly. Um, is Don't he healthy? Hurt. Is he hurt? I've spoken right. to guys at the yeah. Eagles organization. So. They say he's going to be okay, or at least they hope so. That's going to be something to track here because – Nick Foles was playing better than any other quarterback in the league. Yesterday was his coup de grace, and we've seen him through an amazing performance in the Super Bowl. 25 straight completions. I don't care if this is a banged-up Redskins secondary. I don't care if this is with after the DJ Swearinger mess. This is an NFL defense that's coming and playing, and NFL guys who are paid and playing at home. Uh, Foles is dialed in right now. I, look, Brady's great. I love Mahomes. Rivers is a really great quarterback. Breeze is tremendous. There may be no quarterback in the NFL I'd rather have under center right now for me than, than Nick Foles. And the playoffs are here. Excited about this. The playoff pictures are all set. What did you learn? Um, the Giants lost again. Yes. Forgotten season. I used to have this VHS tape that was Michael Jordan Come Fly With Me. It was the first video I ever put out. And it was the most unbelievably slow-mo jumps I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. What Saquon did at that goal line. That was crazy. That was insane. It, 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 this he takes off about the four I need the R. Kelly music playing in the background. This is Space Jam. Kind of. Look at that! That should be the logo on whatever corporation he starts for his own merchandise, which he should. And people are like, oh, it's never been done before. Speaking of Chicago athletes, I remember the Sweetness used to do it like that. Walter oh, yeah. Payton's the only mm. guy. Oh, my God. Look, I mean, there's the trampoline there. Walter Payton would get up like Saquon. And what we saw in this season from the Giants, lost season, bad season, Saquon is so unbelievable. And I'll go to my grave saying they did the right job taking him instead of a quarterback. I don't care how good those guys are. Saquon's going to be a Hall of Fame player. Unbelievable. Yeah. For me, I'm taking a team that lost also what I learned from them. And a guy that I thought actually won the last two months, Greg Williams, might never coach another game mm. for the Cleveland Browns. Mm. But, man, what did he give us the last two months? Just awesome for the Browns. Five of seven, they win their last five of seven games, and they're going to probably look to interview a bunch of different candidates. He's still got a shot to get the job. But yesterday at 5.45 p.m. into 6.45 p.m. into 7.45 p.m., his Browns were fighting with the Ravens. He gave us an awesome 4 o'clock window, and he gave us a great two months of football. So Greg Williams would not, not get the chance to do this formally. just want to say hats off to you. He did a fantastic job. His son, Blake, and obviously offensive coordinator, Freddie Kitchens. Browns fans, you have reason to be happy. That was an awesome two months of football. End of the NFL regular season means the coaching carousel is beginning to take a turn. A few vacancies have already been posted around the league. Eight, in fact. Let's take a look at the teams in need of a head coach. That is your eight spots. Eight destinations. Going to hit up the LinkedIn and try to find their guy. But let us try our best to recruit coaches to these cities. I would like to know, out of those eight, where is the best job ever? Where's the best job ever? I mean, okay, right. I'll start best this. Best job day. ever. So the best job ever would be... The Cleveland Browns. There's okay. nothing better than the Cleveland Browns. They're anchored by one of the best vets in the league, a guy who's passionate, Jarvis Landry. Okay, what about the young players, though? Starts with Baker Mayfield, a guy who said before the draft, I want to be there. I want to help change the culture. And then you got guys like Denzel Ward, Nick Chubb. Are we forgetting about Miles Garrett and just how good he is? Keep talking about Khalil Mack and how dominant he is. Miles Garrett got the same stats. Mm. 12 and a half sacks. 
All right, let's move on to what are you going to do moving forward? You know the recipe to success for young quarterbacks is having a young QB, don't pay him a lot, and you provide talent around him. Russell Wilson did it in his second season. Super Bowl. How about Carson Wentz? Young talent. Let's build around him. How about Patrick Mahomes? You get where I'm going? Yeah, I got it. And they got $80 million in cap. Cleveland Browns, the best location for anybody to land. You'll, You'll never, never want to leave, leave the clean. The clean. Good. Hey, just do what LeBron did, baby. Bring a championship back to Cleveland, and it will never be the same. Mm. We're all going to be witnesses? We're all going to be witnesses. They right. love you in Cleveland. Uh, no doubt. Um, I have friends. We all have friends who they played in the NFL for a little bit, and it dried up. I asked one of my friends, and I said, why don't you get into coaching? You'd be great. They said, hell no. My wife will not let me get into coaching. Terrible lifestyle. I can't put up with that. Um, for me, the best job ever in coaching is one that you cannot lose. Uh, I would go to Cincinnati, guys, because based on the opportunities before me, yeah. this is how I think the interview goes. Um, welcome to Cincinnati Bengals. Are you a good football man? Uh, yes, I am. Do the players respect you? Yes, they do. Are you good in the community? Yes. When can you start? Now, now hold on, hold on, hold on. I also, I, I feel like I can bring wow. a super... It's okay. I, I think we can win... We'll get to that. Stop bragging. If you're a good person and the players like you and you don't embarrass us, you can come to Cincinnati. It's great. Marvin was here forever. But I think we can – we'll get into all that stuff later. That, to me, is the job. There's a Cowboys job. That some, down the road, you can get some time. You know, the Dallas Cowboys got to be America's team. Mm. The Bengals, I don't even think, are Ohio's team at this point. You show up, you do the good thing, and you'll see, we'll see you in 2035, and congratulations on the job. <laughs> That's based what I'm going on. So that would be my Bengals job because I want to keep it. Look, sincerely from Cincy, my wife and I can buy a house. We can get our kids in schools. I don't have to stress that much about playoffs and winning playoff games. We're just going to be there year after year after year. So I'm going to Cincy, guys. Sign me up for that chili spaghetti stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what is that called? Chili, man? Skyline. Skyline chili. Skyline chili. There yeah. we go. Uh, I'm going to say Green Bay is the best place okay. to go. Okay. And I could tell you that if you think of the NFL history and tradition, it's all rooted in Green Bay. The trophy that you get for winning the Super Bowl is named after a Green Bay coach. That is what is at stake here. Those are the, the walls that you're walking through every day. I could talk about their stability. They had four coaches in 26 years. I can talk about what they mean. Oh, you get yeah. to play with Aaron Rodgers. Also, you have a ton of cap space. You're, you know, front office. Is it even called their front office? There it is, right? Their front office is being more bold in free agency. There's cap space and some toys for this guy. I like it. That was pure. Mm. That was watching. pure. Good Rogers pure highlights. A closer. Good, yeah. Just roll the tape. <laughs> it's, hard to, yeah, it's hard to question that. Look, I can tell you guys about Sam Darnold, six foot three, son of a firefighter with a golden arm and a chiseled jawline. Yeah. I can tell you about Jamal Adams. Might be the most exciting young safety in football. I can tell you about a player-friendly owner, Christopher Johnson, who eats lunch in the team cafeteria every day. What? This guy will do whatever it takes for the coaches and the players to feel support. I could tell you all about that. But guys, there's only one media market in the world. Mm. There's only one number one media market in the world. There's only one city. So nice, okay. they named it twice. And of all the coaching jobs, there's only one place where you could be the biggest story in the biggest town in yeah. the entire universe. Where's that? Christopher Johnson said it yesterday on his press conference. If you win here, you can be a freaking legend. That's what he said? A freaking legend. Do you want to be a coach in the 18th media market? No. Nah. How about the suburb of Milwaukee? Come on now, Appleton, no. we love you. Are you ready for the spotlight? Okay. Are you ready for the job that you've been working your entire life for? Come to the Big Apple, be the coach of the Jets, <laughs> because there is no place like being a winner 
in New York City. There is no place and no town that celebrates greatness better than this place right here. Don't be scared of the bright lights, baby. If you want to be a coach and you want to work to the apex, come and bring the Jets their first Super Bowl trophy since 1969. Be the guy, wow. step up, and embrace greatness. Ah, what are you saying? Are you saying Big Apple or Big Appleton? That That's exactly right. I love the Appleton Airport. It's wonderful. There's cheese curds. <laughs> But New York City. That is a sirens song, right? Singing right there. Don't you think that James Dolan have the same pitch yeah. to every yeah. Mexico? If you win here in the Garden, no you idea. can win. You're a star. John Tortorella. If you win here, yeah, Tortorella. But if you lose there, well, it's true. Yeah, it's, it's it's aiming for the stars, right? For the that's stars. It, that's it. You you made the argument for security. You said <laughs> Rogers. You said Young, promising. I got the city. I got that's you. That's all I got. I got you. Forget the colors of the uniform and the players. Give me the city. The season never great. sleeps. I never, I never sleep. That's well, what Jason said. What kind of coach York, would be most successful for those Jets in New York? A competent coach who can work with ownership and a front office and can get these guys to play every Sunday. Okay. Early in the season, we were skeptical if a few of these teams would be playoff contenders, and now they're making a push right in time for the postseason. Yesterday on the show, I said, I just love this AFC guy. Yeah. This AFC just seems really wide open. Is it? And if it is, who do you like? It's wild. Because the teams that barely snuck in the club are really good. If you look at the back, I mean, the, the, the Colts, they haven't lost. They've lost one game in three months. The Chargers are a 12-win team. Baltimore is terrifying. Yeah. And if you look, remember last year, take a trip back last year. Remember at the end of last season, the Niners and the Chargers with Garoppolo and Rivers came tearing down the stretch, and they didn't get in. And we kept saying, man, if those teams got in, they could have beaten anybody. This year, those teams got in. The Colts, the Ravens, those teams, the teams that can knock anybody off. And let me say something about the Ravens. We use the term table flipping all the time. They're table breaking it. It's a Bills fans thing. And remember this, Lamar Jackson, I think, is going to decide a lot of fates. Let's go back to the draft. There was a very cool clip that was floating around this week. He goes last pick of the first round, runs into Dion on stage. We, I want to thank this team. This is What did Lamar Jackson have to say the second he got drafted? Let's take a look. Yes. Yesterday does not matter. You're looking forward to today. I'm looking forward to being a Raven. What are they getting? Everything out of me. They're going to get a Super Bowl out of me. Believe that. Believe that. Mm. Believe that. They're going to get a Super Bowl out of me. Oh, sure, Lamar. You're behind Flacco. It's not going to be you. Comes in, barely loses any games. Now he's in the playoffs. Youngest starting quarterback in the NFL playoffs ever. Ever. 21 years old. 21 years old. First 21-year-old ever to start a playoff game. That's a big part why the AFC is so wild. For me, I'm looking at the Colts. Mm-hmm. You know, with Andrew Luck, he came in and he took this league by storm again. Mm-hmm. Mom always said, you never know what you're missing until till it's gone. I remember Andrew Luck not being on the field. I'm like, you know what? He had a good run. He's banged up. The guy's falling apart. But then he comes back this year, and I'm looking at him play, and then they get on that hot streak, and I'm thinking to myself, man, I miss this guy. Because he can it. do it all. He can do it all. You know, we talked about the protection and what they do. They protect them this year. 17 sacks. That's the best in the league. We talked about the running game. And then guys stepped up like Marlon Mack, the extension of the ground game. And, of course, T.Y. Hilton and the crew around him. Those guys made play after play after play, and they can do it all. They can do RPOs. He can sit back traditional in the pocket. He can stand with his legs. He can take off and run if he wants to. And this is what makes him special. But then on the flip side, the other side of the coin, that defense mm-hmm. is playing at a high level. Darius Leonard. He sent out a tweet that I saw this morning on the way to work, and I love it because it simply says, men lie, women lie, but numbers don't. Sheesh, they never lie. Let's keep this train rolling, man. We're not happy that we're in the playoffs. We're trying to hold up that Lombardi. Yeah! You know what was attached to this? A tweet that showed every runner that they faced this year, Uh and none of them got over 100 yards. Zero. Zero. 
As much as I love Darius Leonard's stats, 163 tackles. The next guy is 19 away from him. He's one of the best linebackers in the business. I can go on and on, list his stats, his tackles for loss, forced fumbles, intercept, whatever. The fact that they won't allow a 100-yard rusher and didn't, if they can do that in the postseason, along with Andrew Luck taking care of the ball, this is why this is so wild. Mm. Because they are balanced as they've ever been with Andrew Luck and then that defense playing well, Strikes. That's great. And I think Indianapolis has a really tough opponent in the Houston Texans. And what's interesting to me is I look at the quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson's a 21-year-old starting his first playoff game. 21 years old. Andrew Luck, I've seen him make some runs in the playoffs. Never gotten to that big dance. Phillip Rivers has had some really big playoff moments. Some of them didn't go so yeah. great. And then Patrick Mahomes, I have no idea, not only in the playoffs, but no idea in any big game. Yeah. Texas Tech never played in a big game mm. under Patrick Mahomes. They were never good enough to play in that big national title type game. Tom Brady's the GOAT. And there's this other guy that we are not talking about, and it's Deshaun Watson, okay. who is now entering the second season of the NFL campaign. And if you watch Deshaun Watson in college, he saved his best for the biggest moments. Yep. I can't tell you Luck is going to play better in the playoffs than he did in the regular season because there's a body of work that says that's just not true. I can't say Mahomes is going to throw 50 touchdowns or 5,000 yards in the playoffs because I've never seen him play under the bright lights in January. Mm. Phillip Rivers has done things in the playoffs that have made you wonder whether he's meant for the moment. Deshaun Watson up against Alabama two straight years saved his very best for last when an entire country mm. was watching. I know Tom Brady's showing up in January. Mm -hmm. The other four guys, I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. That guy, is Deshaun Watson, there is no question Deshaun Watson is going to bring it in the playoffs because I have seen him do it against the best college team in the country two years in a row, and he never shied away from the bright lights. Got me going. Got me going. Got me going. Got me going. About it. I want the AFC to be wide open. I said it yesterday, and then we went through this whole day of coaches getting fired and all of this, and I'm like, the Patriots defense wasn't even didn't even have a standout year and they still want Flores. He's still getting love to be a head coach. There's never any tumult in the front office. The AFC East is always all over the place. And those Patriots, guys, I don't know if it's as wide open as I'd like it to be or as I thought it was. I'm looking at they lose to the Steelers. I didn't feel like the same team. They lose Josh Gordon. That goes on. I don't feel like they're the same team. Uncharacteristic mistakes from Brady. They they Colin Cowherd had this awesome take yesterday that mm. they were one Gronk bad tackle away from being the one seed. They yeah. have the tiebreaker. They beat the Chiefs. If he tackles him, which he should have, that was like a freak thing, they're the one seed. Even so, they need to win two games to get back to the Super Bowl. You think they can't win two games? Mm -hmm. Come on. And if the Chiefs slip up, Andrew Luck looking like he looks, if he advances and goes to, Fox, goes to Arrowhead and he beats them, they have home field throughout. So that's mm -hmm. two games that they'd have to win at home or even on the road. I just feel like we are – you just called him the GOAT. Like, he's the GOAT. We have the GOAT in the AFC. Are these other teams ready to play at his level? Yeah, look, I'm with you. Wait till we get to the What We Learned segment. I don't want, I'm going to be on the pulpit. Yeah, really? <laughs> oh, yes. Well, because my whole thing this whole season was, well, listen, every time they've gone to the Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl, Shrags, they've had a top five or a top ten defense. This year they're in the 20s. I saw them as low as 25, 26. I looked yesterday because I was like, I wonder where they are where they to end finish? the season because they played the Bills. What you got? And then they played the Jets. Seventh. Mm. So they, they have a top there. ten yeah. defense somehow, miraculously. Cover of darkness. And they're the number four offense in the league somehow. And they couldn't stop Jalen Samuels or, yeah. or uh, Kenyon Drake or Frank Gore, anybody. All of a sudden, they stopped Josh Allen, who nobody can stop. They've you know, put the brakes on their run game. So now their defense is coming into shape. And I'm like, guys. Go away. It, well, it really, that Indianapolis Texans game is so huge because, like Kay said, if the Colts.
Colts beat the Texans, the Patriots are your one seed. The yeah. Patriots then suddenly have this home field advantage thing if the Chiefs lose to the Colts. You know, sure. it's like, yeah. it's crazy yeah. process. If the Chiefs slip up and they have in the playoffs, yep. the Pats run the show. How yep. can you not see them in the Super Bowl? And here's the thing about the Patriots. This is familiar territory. Mm-hmm. To Schrager's point, there's a ton of coaches, ton of teams, quarterbacks that are going into the playoffs that have to GPS their way to Atlanta. And they got to look at that GPS, look yeah. at the road, look at the GPS. They're nervous. They don't know where to stop, who to stop, who to pick up. Patriots, they can make their way to Atlanta without typing in GPS. What's better for the NFL landscape as a whole? Know. Patriots in it again or a new team from the AFC? I feel like the Broncos yeah. made that run two years ago. They beat up Brady, and then they've been irrelevant ever since. Is it better for football? Is it better for our 20, not 20, the new year and beyond to have a new king of the AFC? Or is it better to have the old guard? It's a great question. I love new places, but I'm partial to a dynasty. And I want 20 years from now to be able to look back and say, I witnessed greatness. Mm. And I witnessed the dynasty. And they had a hell of a run. So I would love to see the Patriots back you in You could the have both in the AFC championship game between Mahomes and sure Brady. Can. That could clearly yeah. come down to that in Arrowhead, where, by the way, the Patriots have struggled 3-5 and five on the road, 8-0, and oh, undefeated in yeah. Foxytown. I, there's people who are, get so tired, get Patriots fatigue. For me, the Patriots Super Bowls are the ones that matter. Like, I look at the two NBA finals that the Houston Rockets were in against the Knicks, the most memorable things about those finals Michael were, was, uh, it was a, a bull hitting 205 and a bill hitting the 405. <laughs> and that's all we remember about those. You know what I'm saying? I like the Patriots. Those are American history. Those are the ones that matter. However, yeah. in the AFC playoffs, there's a lot of firepower. The Chargers have a lot of firepower. The Ravens have a whole different breed of firepower. So there's no cakewalk. I like New England, too. It's, it's, there's, there's guys who can throw punches. Oh, they got to put some work in. It's just crazy that they're quietly, they're just there again. They're there. They're there again, and they're so close to being there the whole time. We're always here to learn new things each week, and Week 17 was no different. Here's what the breakfast table learned from the action in Week 17. I was just catching up on some reading. I've been back behind. I was catching up on some reading about the Patriots from the past few weeks. I'm behind. I need a binge read. Just a couple of headlines just from a few weeks ago. Um, the New England Daily News. So this is how every city feels just before Christmas. Will our team make the tournament? Will they host a wild card? It's interesting. CBS Boston. The Patriots are playing like a JV high school team. All that adds up to playing on wild card weekend. Peter Schrager, good morning football. Chalks up, puts the weightlifting belt on, does the heavy lifting. This year is different. This year is different. This year is different. This year is different. Um, this year ain't different, fam. This year ain't different at all. You know what we do, what we learn? It's what all the other dummies didn't learn. They didn't learn squat. Nothing is different, guys, because, you know, there's just things that people root for to happen so badly. Like, they already have the columns written. They already have their take. They just want it. I think the Patriots' empire collapsing is one of them. It's like everyone wants Miami Hurricane football to be back so badly. They want hoverboards. They want old (laughs) Kanye. They want all those things. You know, they they want to to stop running that Ray Liotta commercial. It's never happening. It reduced his urge to smoke. It's not going to happen. And the whole Patriots thing, I know you want it so badly. I know it's great copy and it sells newspapers. Guys, that ain't happening. Because it's funny, people started doing backflips about, uh, you know, oh, they lost at Miami. So what? They do every single year. Brady was incredible in that game. They lost at Pittsburgh. We all know the Steelers sold their soul to the devil to win that game. Right? We can all agree on that. They had no other recourse. Said, Satan, get up here and help us. Oh and it God. worked. Um, and it's funny because... I don't know if people have ever watched a single Patriots game. Like, Josh Gordon goes out. I'm like, well, that's it. They're, Josh Gordon is a passenger this year. He was a shell of himself. He did some good football. He was not Cleveland Browns' Josh Gordon. And they're like, well, who does that leave Tom Brady with? Chris Hogan? Who? Chris Hogan at 180 yards in an AFC title game. Chris Hogan exploded in the Super Bowl. Julian Adam? 
Do you, have you ever watched the Patriots? Has anyone ever answered the bell more than Julian Edelman at every big moment? Talk every about big it. Game? Well, no, but Gronkowski's not right. Let me tell you what Gronkowski's doing right now. He's got a week off. He's sitting back in his underwear, elevating, scratching himself, and watching a Larry the Cable Guy movie laughing his ass off. Witless protection, probably. Delta farce. And he's just getting right. And you know what's so funny? Who's going to come into Foxborough in the next round? Let's see who's going to be the guests of the Kraft family in Foxborough. Um, Houston, yeah. the Patriots. Patriots beating them eight straight times. Indy, the Patriots beating them eight straight times. The Chargers, you know the last time Tom Brady lost to the Chargers? He lost to bleeping Drew Brees. It was in 2005. No Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's great. I love that defense. Here's the list right here of the rookie quarterbacks that Bill Belichick has lost to. Just playing. There's no list. It's never, <laughs> ever happened, guys. It'll happen at some point. That empire's going to crumbling down and Brady walking off and hugging Giselle and crying and blah, 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 blah. It ain't this year. The title game's in Foxborough. Go watch Delta Farce and have a laugh because that's the real farce. The Patriots are still alive. Sorry you learned nothing, dummies. I'm out. I'm out. Nothing else I can add. You ain't lying, fam. That's exactly what Gronk's doing right now. We know it. Do you think they get home field throughout? If the Chiefs get knocked off, which is not some far-fetched fairy tale. I don't know if they're going to. And maybe they have to go to Kansas City. They already beat the Chiefs once. It was a long time ago, different place. I know they're going to the title game. Whether it's in Foxborough away, I know they're happening. I know it's happening. So, headed towards the playoffs. And what I learned, guys, is that the future of the AFC North belongs in the palms of two rookie quarterbacks, the two best rookie quarterbacks in the league, Lamar Jackson up against Baker Mayfield. This was the game of the week, in my opinion. It's a new rivalry for the ages. Batman, Joker, whatever. Spider-Man, Kingpin, move over. Danny O'Shea, Kevin O'Shea, go annex something else. After a down-to-the-wire Week 17 shootout where the pair combined for 645 total yards, I'm pretty positive the future of this division and maybe the conference lies in the hands of these two exciting rookies. So, going back to May, Baker Lamar, book ending the first round of the 2018 draft. There are a lot of question marks, though, regarding both. Can Baker Mayfield adapt? Can they handle his personality? Is Lamar uh, Jackson a true dual-threat quarterback? Can he throw all of this stuff? Will either of them be able to lead their teams to success? Should they even start their rookie seasons? Well, here we go. 2018 regular season officially behind us. And the answer to all of those questions is shut up, everybody, because it's like we finally have what we've wanted. We wanted Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston. We wanted that rivalry. It didn't happen. And here it is. The Week 17 matchup, it had it all. Game of the week. I'm serious. It was back and forth the whole time. There were moments from both quarterbacks that were truly impressive, uh, whether it was Lamar on the run or Baker staying calm under pressure in the pocket. These two showed everybody in week 17 that they can put on a real show not to mention the scene following the game right we haven't even really dug into this kyle what did you make of uh you know baker's game ceiling interception of course and then what do you think of that was that controversial was that enough i thought there was others but now i don't know if there's another moment if that was it that's not enough. I feel not like enough. you can feel the respectful disrespect in that moment, <laughs> and I love it, and I cannot wait to see it twice a year. And it wasn't really just this past week. Baker and Lamar are basically number one and number two in every stat category for rookie quarterbacks this year. Win-loss record, completion percentage, passer rating, you name it, Baker and Lamar are likely to be in the top two spots. And I didn't even mention the best part is that we do get to see them uh, play one another twice a year, so guys. Awesome. After the game, Baker said to the media, I think it's going to be me versus him for a while in this division, and I'm looking forward mm. to it. So with Big Ben 
at the back half of his career. The Bengals, I don't know what's going on in a new post-Marvin Lewis era. Uh, we shall get ready for a whole lot of Baker versus Lamar. And thank you, gentlemen, because it's going to be a lot of fun. I love Happy it, Ken. New year. I'll tell right? you what, that the, the fact they're in the same division means they're going to play so two fair. times every year. I'm trying to rack my brain. I honestly go back to the 83 draft, Marino and Kelly. Yeah. Mm. Bills and Dolphins, twice a year. Like right. I don't know if there's a rivalry of interdivision court from the same draft class that played each other all that many times. Okay, that is going to be awesome for a decade. I cannot wait for the AFC North games. Usually it was always Big Ben versus Flacco. Give me this instead. This is yeah. better. Yeah. If you look at Rivers, Brady, Roethlisberger, Rodgers, they're all over the country. They don't get it like we should. That game I did not want to end. It makes me impressed there's not that much football left. Nate, what do you got? All right, let's start this thing off. So what I learned this week, there are plenty of guys who won't be playing January football who had impressive 2018 campaigns. Now, the regular season is over, so that's in the rear view. What I want to do is show some love to some guys who are eliminated. But these are eliminated superstars of 2018. First up, we got Mr. George Kittle, a.k.a. Stone Cold Kittle. He had an amazing breakout year in San Francisco. He finished with 1,000. 377 receiving yards. Mm. Check this out. That's a single-season record for a tight end. Now imagine what he's going to do when his starting quarterback, Mr. Jimmy Garoppolo, comes back nice and healthy. All right, next. There was that rookie sensation, Mr. Saquon Barkley. Give it to me. Give me the The ballet. Giants rookie runner. As he finished 2018 with 2,028 total scrimmage yards, joining who else? Eric Dickerson and Edgerton James. Absolute legends as the only rookies in NFL history to rack up over 2,000-plus yards. Also, Reggie Bush's Mm. record for most receptions by a rookie running back. Not bad for the number two overall pick. Pretty good season. Saquon might be joining us in the angry run segment. Oh! Oh, Might be. All right, how about this, though? (laughs) Joe Mixon with the Bengals. Despite playing 14 games, did you guys know this? Finished fourth in the NFL. I did not. Behind Zeke. Gurley and Saquon. Awesome. Did not know that. Only Absolutely awesome. What about Christian McCaffrey? Remember that dude? This dude won. 107 receptions this year. Nope. That's the NFL single season record for receptions by a running back. How about the quarterback Josh Allen, right? These are guys we forget about. Josh Allen was great this year. Josh I Allen, loved him. second rookie quarterback next to Cam Newton to rush for eight touchdowns this season. I expect plenty more from these guys in 2019. What I'm trying to say is, look, even though these guys are going to be sitting at home watching the playoffs from the couch just like we will, we should respect the work that they put in. So to all you guys out there whose vacation started yesterday, mm-hmm. just know we're going to forget about your play this year, and we can't wait to see what you do next awesome. season. Awesome. Oh, man. Great. Great players in the NIT tournament, right? They don't always like the big dance. Great players, though. (laughs) I'm so mad about this Christian McCaffrey taking him off the field. He could have gotten 2,000 scrimmage yards, and he took him out. He's like sitting there at like 1935 or 65. Come on. Leave him in there. Let him get that. Let him be, huh? Peter, what do you got? Uh, Last summer, after the Ravens traded back into the first round and drafted Lamar Jackson with the 32nd overall pick, John Harbaugh invited Joe Flacco out for a round of golf. They played 18 holes. It was civil. It was fun. These two men have been through so much together. They didn't really talk about much during the round of golf. But then afterwards, they sat down and they had a cup of iced tea. This is true. (laughs) I spoke to Harbaugh about this. What they did was they discussed Joe Flacco's future here with the Ravens. Okay. Okay. Man and quarterback, these guys have been through so much together. They addressed the elephant in the room. And when I asked John Harbaugh, what would you guys talk about? He said, here's how the talk went. Conversation was right after Lamar was drafted, and, and basically Joe Flacco stopped him. Before uh, anyone could lay out any reasons to get into the decision, Joe Flacco said, Coach, it's okay. Hmm. I get it. Wow. Harbaugh started back up, trying to explain the love for Joe Flacco, both within the organization in that city and Flacco to a man, looked at John Harbaugh, the only head coach he's ever known in the NFL, and said, Coach, you guys got to do what you have to do. And know this, 
I will never, ever do anything to get in the way of this team. Wow. And that was that. The dark balloon that could have hung over this entire 2018 Ravens season was immediately punctured, and the fear of stepping on toes, insulting a legacy, and worst of all, ruining a relationship that has led to so much between the two was completely averted. Flacco's getting a lot of comparisons right now to Alex Smith this month, because back in 2012, the 49ers replaced a well-liked, proven starter in Alex Smith for Colin Kaepernick. The only difference is that for as good a player and as solid as a dude that Alex Smith was and is, he never won a Super Bowl MVP award or hoisted a Lombardi Mm. for that city. He never threw a team on his back and with a nation of critics doubting his every move and matchup, went on the road and beat Peyton Manning in Denver, Tom Brady in New England, and then the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I think this Ravens run has been awesome. But before we turn the page to Lamar Jackson and the future of what this franchise will be, I wanted to give Joe Flacco his due. This transition could have been handled a myriad of ways, and many quarterbacks in his shoes would have and have gone about it very differently. Flacco, who will no doubt be a starter somewhere else next season, he put that organization that drafted him, and he said, listen, You guys are before me. He put everything else that was in that quarterback's room and said, I will be there for whoever it is, Lamar Jackson or Robert Griffin, and I will be the perfect, perfect mentor and citizen in this room. Lamar Jackson is no doubt the future for the Baltimore Ravens, Mm -hmm. but I have learned this week that Joe Flacco is just as much a part of this awesome Ravens ride as anyone. And without him riding shotgun, happily, selflessly, This season could have gone so much differently. It could have been so much more difficult for Lamar Jackson, and it could have been a mess for John Harbaugh. Hats off to Joe Flacco, a Super Bowl MVP, and now an amazing teammate who might get a second Super Bowl ring. Mm. Respect, Joe. Respect. Shout out to Joe. That was awesome. I get it, he said. I get it. I understand. You guys have to do what you do. I will never get in the way of what you're doing. And what I love about Flacco, nationally, there's kind of like a punchline with him. Oh, Joe Flacco. Sure. Locally and regionally, yeah. those Ravens fans love Joe Flacco mm. because he got them that Super Bowl ring when a lot of quarterbacks in this league have not done that for their city. Listen, players respect Joe Flacco for many different reasons. One, he hit free agency at the perfect time and broke the bank. As players, we love Nailed guys it. making money. Super Bowl champion, mm. first and foremost. And he's a great teammate, just like you said. Hey, he's healthy, fully healthy. Mm-hmm. And he's ready to go if they need him. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that he will be a starting quarterback somewhere else. Yeah. Anybody care to, like, where, like, potential, hypothetical landing spots for him? There's lots of them. Mm-hmm. Could the Washington Redskins use a quarterback if Alex Smith isn't back? Could the Miami Dolphins? Could the Jacksonville Jaguars? Could the Jacksonville Jaguars? Could the New York Giants use a little rival to Eli Manning? something there. In today's age, it can be hard to find the time to sit down and learn more, especially when the likes of social media can be so addictive and time-consuming. So you may think you don't have time to read a book or develop yourself. Well, think again. Blinkist is the only app that condenses thousands of nonfiction books into the best key takeaways and need-to-know information, so you can read or listen to them in just 15 minutes. Eight million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library, from self-help to business to health and history books. I like Blinkist because in less than 15 minutes, I feel like I can fast-track my path to a more informed and healthy me. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com goodmorning to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com goodmorning to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist.com goodmorning. 
With players like Antonio Brown and Saquon Barkley watching from home this postseason, the stage is wide open for other guys to break out this January. Let's see who the breakfast table thinks will break through in the playoffs. Which player do you think will have a breakthrough performance in 2018 postseason? You know, I'm so excited for Sunday afternoon Soldier Field. I mm. feel like there's something so cool about a late game in Soldier Field when the sun is just setting and everyone's watching in America. When you talk about the wild card round, literally 31 or 30 other teams around the league are sitting on their couches watching this game. It's the final game of the weekend. And I feel like Tariq Cohen is about to put on a show. If you haven't watched Tariq Cohen, this guy might be the most dynamic player in the NFL this season, not named Tyreek Hill. Watch this play from week 15. Look where he takes off. This is a five foot eight running back who that might be generous on it. And he just is able to do everything he wants out of the backfield. But they also use him on trick plays. And if you know Matt Nagy, he loves the trickeration. Check out this play with the game on the line what? against the Giants at the end of regulation. They didn't put the hands in the ball in the hands of Trubisky. They put it in Tariq Cohen. Mm. They run the play. It's called Oompa Loompa. They get the ball to That's another true. rookie. Anthony Miller. <laughs> Look true? at this. Double reverse, flip, pass. But guys, it's not the first time. Last year, as a rookie, if you recall, Tariq Cohen also threw a touchdown pass. This one was when he was broke beauty. the record for being the shortest player in NFL history since 1940 to throw a touchdown pass. He did it there. Hit Zach Miller. Remember who he beat? Wee Willie Smith. Was oh, the yeah, guy's yeah, 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 yeah. The record I thought it was Doug Flutie. This guy has such an arraignment of skills and can do so much and is such a diverse and difficult matchup yeah. for everyone else. Sunday night, Buck and Aikman on the call. I feel like the lights are going to be on. Yeah. Everyone's going to be watching. Tariq Cohen, the little guy from North Carolina A&T. That's my breakthrough player for the week. so fun. Mine is number seven overall pick, Mike Williams, who did break out already when Keenan Allen sat out against the Chiefs. He had three touchdowns, a million yards. He looked awesome. Why then against the first matchup with the Ravens did he have one catch and only three targets? Give this guy the ball more. Baltimore's defense is tough, but you know what? He's 6'4 and 220. It doesn't matter who's covering him. He's a guy who's going to make a play if you give him enough opportunities. Mike Williams will be my breakout star, and it might happen against the Ravens be big. in Baltimore. I'd be in for that. I always gauge this based on my wife. My wife, Brooke, knows like 10 NFL players. I think as of this weekend, she's going to know Colts running back Marlon Mack. Okay, first of all, great name. Sounds like a sexy fish. Marlon Mack. I'm way into it. Do you know how good Marlon Mack has been for this team? Colts are 10-2 and two in games that he plays, 0-4 without him. Andrew Luck never has a workhorse running back. Already Marlon Mack has four of the top five rushing performances of the Andrew Luck era, mm. my friends. He is doing things in the Colts organization that's, that's put him with the ranks of Dickerson and Edger and James. He is 22 years old. He carries the load. Big game for Marlon Mack. You're welcome, honey. Mm. <laughs> I'm looking at the Sunday night game. Seattle Seahawks, Dallas Saturday, Cowboys. Saturday night. Saturday, night, Saturday night game at 8 p.m. Seattle Seahawks versus Dallas Cowboys. I'm looking at Chris Carson. It's a guy we should be paying attention to. There's the load. 1,151 yards. My man is fifth in rushing. Quietly just worked his way into the top five. He's an absolute monster. My guy had 208. Look at this. In the last four games of the season. Getting busy. What I love about him, though, is that he can go out there and bring the in-between the tackles. The gritty runs, he can go outside, he can catch out the backfield. I was trying to think of the perfect acronym for him, and I'm coming up with MTV, right? Because it's miraculous that they have a running game since Marshawn has been gone. It's been transforming for this offense, and it's vital to this offense, so MTV. And I was thinking about it. 
if defense want to focus on him, they should focus on him, Carson Daly, right? Focus on him. <laughs> and then Saturday night is a night game, so it's going to be the Tonight Show with Chris Carson. So do your thing, Chris Carson. He's an absolute beast, old school running back. Two years ago, they played on a Saturday night, and they played against the Detroit Lions in a walk and it was Thomas Rawls who came yeah. out of nowhere Thomas and ran for like 200 Rawls. yards. Got busy. I feel like Chris Carson might have that game. Thanks for tuning in to the Good Morning Football Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on all our channels and come back tomorrow for some more fun. So from all of us here at GMFB, have a good morning and a great day. In today's busy age, you may think you don't have time to read a book. Well, think again. Blinkist is the only app that condenses thousands of nonfiction books into the best key takeaways, so you can read or listen to them in just 15 minutes. For a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash goodmorning to start your free seven-day trial. That's B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash goodmorning.